Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Uh, and one other note, and I was going to let uh, Tom Murphy break this news, but I thought maybe he wrote the story, but it was actually uh, Matt Jones with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. The University of Arkansas has confirmed to the Arkansas Democrat Gazette that Malik Hornsby has, in fact, entered the NCAA transfer portal last night. Malik uh, tweeted out that he was going to do that this morning. So Malik is going, and look, I don't, I don't blame him. I don't like it, but he wants to start. He's not going to start at the University of Arkansas the next season or the next season unless there's an injury to K.J. Jefferson. And uh, we know how talented Malik is, and now he's going to get to show his talent somewhere else. But we all know, again, you're one injury away. One and you've also got a quarterback that is dual threat. Thank you, Stan. And runs a lot. And while he's, he's pretty darn durable. dude. He is. He's durable. But, look, even Derrick Henry can be injured. So even he, Dak can get hurt. Well, that's not a good example, but I he's think he's a big quarterback, just like I no, thought. Derrick Henry, it I, is like I was honestly like convinced, like Derrick Henry could fall off a six-story building and like jump up just and bounce off. Yeah, oh, ooh, <laughs> that was a that was unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, he's back too. So anyway, I don't know. I just I'm with you. I I don't think uh, it's likely that KJ goes down in a in a heap next year. But if you're uh, I don't know if you're a quarterback that feels like you can play, even if it's in San Antonio, go for it or wherever you're going. One other Rageback note, last night the Arkansas women went to Vanderbilt, and they lost uh, by three. It's a good game. Tried a three at the buzzer, missed it, and lost. They, they shot all of 28%, I believe, from the floor. Wow. That was uh, miserable. I, I'm assuming that they had their eyes open most of the night, but it didn't look like it. It was rough. That's that's an anomaly, though. That's that's a pretty good shooting team. I was very surprised by that. And the thing is, it's amazing. You shoot 28% and have a chance to win a game? Yeah. That's pretty remarkable. They were playing good defense. See, I remarked that's about good. it. That's good. Yeah. Okay, you want to do Tom? Tom's ready. Okay, well, let's bring him in. Tom Murphy from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hog Sports, joining us in the zone. Hello, Mr. Murphy. Happy Friday, boys. How's it going? Tom, I'm just glad you didn't transfer, bud. It's good to have you on. <laughs> yeah, the last, uh, what, 48 or so hours have been pretty crazy for Arkansas football, for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. So what was the biggest surprise for you so far as far as guys leaving? Or has there been one? Oh, um. Well, you know, there had been talk about a month ago, right at the start of bowl practice, that Hornsby was thinking about it, and there was even a day where he wasn't at practice for a while. Um, and we made sure, somebody on the staff made sure to hear say, oh, Malik's taking a test today. That's why he's not here. Remember that. So we heard that. And, yeah, and so his was somewhat surprising. I, I would say Fouché, because I really got the sense uh, after the bowl we had him down there in interviews, which is a little bit rare, you know, like individual interviews if we wanted. And I said, are you leaning? And he had a big smile on his face. Oh, yeah, I'm leaning. And I kind of <laughs> took that to mean, yeah, he's leaning on coming back. Should have been more specific, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaning on playing some He just else. had a big game. But, um, you know, this is, this is uh, modern football. The Razorbacks are not immune, um, even though the, the fans don't like it. It's just part of the game today. It's playing time. It's this. It's that. Um, you know, Sam Carter, the defensive backs coach, his name came under a little fire from a few, I would say, ill-informed fans yesterday. And then mm-hmm. since then, Jalen Catalan has logged in heavily um, on Carter's side. And, you know, just saying he, he's a tough guy. Think about think about Sam Carter's background. I mean, he, he played under Gary Patterson, TCU, known to be one of the toughest dudes out there. So he's got an old school approach, and um, it's it's all it's it's this, it's that, it's playing time, it's uh, you know, 
approach of the coaching staff. But one thing I do believe that Sam Pittman took over, he said the one thing we're not going to do is we're, we're not going to you know, be thought of as not communicating. So he communicates to the coaching staff exactly what he wants to see and do and how to approach the kids. Um, and the coaching staff, from everything I see, has communicated that to the players. So it's just been, uh, you know, life in modern college football on the, the highest level in the FBS. You're going you're gonna to lose some guys, and, and they've already gotten a five-star receiver, and perhaps they can land a quarterback uh, as, this, as the transfer portal season goes on. We're up to 17 now uh, since uh, Jalen Williams, the defensive tackle, decided he would get into the portal this morning. I, I see three yeah. that you know that hurt a little bit with Fouché and, of course, Greg Brooks Jr. And then potentially, you know, if something happens, Hornsby that that hurts depth at the very least. Who's the biggest loss or the the, the key loss to you? Well, um, obviously, when you lose your backup quarterback, who, by the way. When he came in the game against Penn State, their defense was, you know, I'm not going to say running on fumes, but they've been out there a bunch of snaps on a hot day. And when he came in the game, he was faster than anybody on the field. And you saw that two or three times. So he does need to, you know, continue to develop, as they say, as a passer. And I think he will. And I think in a couple seasons he could be, you know, a Malik Willis type of guy. Really, if his passing comes along. So that's a loss. Greg Brooks is a starter. Look. I met his grandma down in Arlington at the game, and she is a feisty woman and very strongly opinionated. And if you notice in Greg's statement, something like I talked to my family and, you know, we think it's the best decision, I think there was a lot of family influence there on, on Greg Brooks. Um, if Sam Carter got on to him for, you know, needing to be a more physical tackler, sticking his nose in, so to speak, that's legit. You could see many instances on tape this year where uh, – Brooks had chances to deliver some really hard hits, and sometimes he did, sometimes he didn't. Um, and I say all that to say that Jaden Johnson pushed him for playing time in a starting position, and he, and he did. He, three games in a row, Pine Bluff and the next two games, Jaden Johnson started. And I, that probably did not sit well with Greg Brooks nor his family. So I think you have to take each individual situation, and there's a puzzle that you put together on – the hows and the whys, and I don't think there's one like definitive factor that led to all the decisions. But who's the worst loss? Oh, um, well, since Brooks was a starter, I would probably say him. I mean, Fouché, uh, he hurts too. He, he did not have a great year, he had a good year. He probably ranked, um, if you t- took every SEC starting safety, he, I don't think he would be in the top half. And, and I'm not here to just criticize the guys. It's just what, what the performance, you know, said on the field. Um, and I think with Catalan coming back and Slusher coming back and some other safeties like Johnson, uh, they their numbers there are decent. So I would say those. But you cannot admit um, losing Hornsby is, is, is a painful deal. And so they're going to have to, you know, either Lucas Coley's got to be ready to play or Landon Rogers comes back to quarterback position or they, they get another quarterback in the portal. Justin just asked me if uh, tomorrow's game against A&M is a must-win game. Do you think it's a must-win game? Well, uh, I mean, I'm not into the knee-jerk thing, but if you're 0-3, that's a long way to come back from. Weren't, weren't they 1-3 and last year in the conference, and they came back from it? 
you don't get the same vibe off this team. Uh, Justin Smith's not coming off the injury report. You know, Jalen Tate is not in that locker room. They need stronger leadership, and they need to be tougher. And I think if you get those two things, you start solving some of the issues. It looks to me like they have talent. So uh, I, I did not like the rebounding disadvantage they had against Vanderbilt. They've got to be a better rebounding team. And then, honestly, they had four shots at the end, a free throw and three field goals that if any of them go down, you know, there's a strong likelihood they win the game. And none of them did. So shoot a little bit better, rebound, be a tougher team, and perhaps they can start turning it. But right now they don't have mojo, and they've got to come up with some mojo. Yeah. That's Tom's way of saying yes. It's a must win. We also know that this is a uh, backloaded schedule, right? So you better start piling a couple up now. Yeah, when you don't hold serve at home against Vanderbilt, that's not a good sign. Um, And although they started poorly in conference and turned it around, uh, I think this team, you've got to have, there's there's a few more answers that need to be made. And so um, you're right. There's a lot of tough games remaining when you think of, Games left against Bama, Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, LSU. Um, yeah, there's a lot of tough games left. Tom, we're going to run. Appreciate you, buddy. Have a great weekend. Thanks for the time. Thank you. Talk to you all next week.